Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. <coughs> Hello, everybody on Spreaker. If you're listening on Spreaker, just uh, <laughs> hang tight because uh, we got to get in a long time. You've been able to listen <laughs> yeah, on Spreaker. Yeah, we got to get everything shared out here. You're in the, Welcome this back. Is the this is the pregame portion. Welcome back. It's pregame of uh, after the game as we get set to go on here. Get everything shared out. Hope everyone's having a good day. Didn't get the win. It's beautiful outside, though. Mostly. It is going to be beautiful likely. for a minute, too. Most likely. A few days, man. you got to enjoy that. Everybody coming on, if you could share it out for us, we'd appreciate it. Hey, Glenn Rainey from uh, Tallahassee. Mr. Gold Knowles, he's waving the flag. Got your Knowles yesterday, buddy. Appreciate everybody joining us as you're coming on board. Welcome to After the Game with Todd Leary. Of course, we're live at Yogi's, as always. Get this thing shared out to everybody. Hope everyone's having a great day. How's your weekend been, Mr. Todd Leary? It has been good. I'm, you know, these Sunday games, I can't decide if I like them or not, and I'm deciding I don't. <laughs> deciding I don't. I like the Saturday games better. Just seems weird. The work day being tomorrow just seems weird. Well, your weekend's gone. Yep, it is. Once these games are over. I, I like the 2 o'clock game better than the noon game, though. I will say that. Absolutely. I'm in agreement with that. Absolutely. Uh, Indiana played a lot better than uh, what we expected well, not what we expected. Then what we saw against Purdue, for sure. Yeah. Uh, they they would go on the road to a tough Illinois team, uh, one of the tops in the conference, uh, and we'll get that. We're about ready to get things going here. So, welcome to after the game with Todd Leary, of course, coming to you live from Yogi's here in Bloomington. Brought to you by Best Beer Incorporated and Henry Nethery Remax. Uh, coming to you after Indiana loses on the road to Illinois, 67-66. Also, welcome in everybody joining us on thehoosier.com on the Rivals Network. Great to be a part of uh, that great platform as well. Welcome in, of course, former Indiana basketball player Todd Leary as Indiana loses today 67-66 on the road, but a game they played pretty well. Not a lot to complain about. We're going to find some stuff to pick on, but it's not like the Purdue game. It was like there was a list. Missing two free throws to tie the game in the last 13 seconds. We can we can find some things to Absolutely. complain about. But in the, in the grand scheme of it, overall, what we've talked about and said many times, and I'm not going to backtrack on it now, is if they will just be competitive and play, make plays when they have to make plays, the guards contribute in the game, then, then you know, we'll, we'll feel okay even after a loss. It's not a moral victory by any means, but it also it is, you can build off of it. There, there's some good play that took place today that you can build off of. And, um, you know, just overall... Uh, a lot different feeling after a game like this than obviously what you have after a game like the Purdue game. And, and I, you know, we heard Archie Miller talk after, in the press conference after the Purdue game that he thought the team competed. I'm really sure we're going to hear him say that he liked the competitive side. There's some plays I know he wished we would have done differently and ball would have bounced a little differently here and there. But overall, I think, you know, you, you can live with this. You, you don't expect to win this game, but you gave it an effort and you had a chance. And you know, this is the first game. They lose by one. We're down by four with four seconds to go. 
But this is the closest road game that Indiana's had that they didn't win all year long. And at least they had a chance. They gave themselves a chance. And we talked about that. What, what are we going to see after this Purdue game? They, they go on the road and just laid an egg. Did not. It was terrible. Today they play against a, a one of the better teams at the conference, uh, and they put themselves in a position where they could win all day right to the end and had a chance to do that. They just didn't well, do right the Right to the things. end, and then the guy that's sitting to my right said, has anyone noticed Indiana hasn't missed a free throw yet? <laughs> yeah. Right before, they're 10 for 10 at the time before Trace Jackson Davis misses two in a row. But I'm yeah. just kidding. That's the truth. It happens he, every he time. I, I didn't even know that. Though. He didn't hear us. We, we uh, know. It's crazy. It's just, it's you know, they had done a good job. When you're 10 for 10 from the free throw line, obviously you're, you're – shooting way above the average at that point but you've got to feel good about what you where where you put yourself and you've given yourself every opportunity very unfortunate for trace jackson davis to miss both free throws but then what happens indiana battles and gets the offensive rebound a great tip out trace goes up and gets it and then just i mean i guess you just call it unfortunate and, and there's uh, a lot of positive things ah, there, definitely there to pull were, out this there were for sure uh hello eric uh, Rebecca says, hey, J- Dr. J says, good afternoon. Got any- uh, there you go. Got the uh, vir- virus-free Coronas here, of course, from uh, Vespier of Bloomington. James Cockrell says, uh, rough way to lose. Two awful missed calls in the last two minutes. Yeah, but you can't and you don't put yourself in a position of letting them to, to determine your outcome. If you there's hit the no, free throws. If there's no, and, and James, we, we obviously we appreciate your comments, and I love, I love what you, you always give me some tidbit that I didn't catching the game but but in this case like if you've not made any mistakes playing uh, you know in the last few minutes and they missed two calls you can you can complain about the officiating a lot more or if Ted Valentine's on the floor you can complain about it a lot more but in a case like this when you miss two free throws to tie it with 13 seconds to go when you just turn the ball over with six seconds to go just falling down like you you can't blame the officials for that stuff the missing the the foul on Al on the elbow I'm a shooter. That is that that to me. Here's my issue with that. That referee should be reprimanded tomorrow and should not be able to do. He should get a three-game suspension for missing that call. Right That's that big a call. It's right in front of him. It's, it's, that, it's that big a call. It's a call that dip, it made the it made a difference in the end of a game. Now, if that happens in the first three minutes, he should get a one-game suspension. You cannot miss a call like that. I'm a shooter. I'm telling you. Someone hits you on the elbow. If official, if the official is watching anything on the court, when a guy jumps up to take a shot, they should be watching the arms of the guy who's shooting the ball. And if it gets hit, and any, if they blow on you the wrong way, it should be a foul. Especially when they're five feet away from you. Exactly. <laughs> right yeah. I mean, that, that official should get the Coach Ted Valentine Award of the day. Coach T, how are you? Kelly Martin says, hey, guys, if they had played this day against Purdue, they'd have won. They would yeah. have won. I agree. If some nuts were candy and nuts, we'd all have a uh, wonderful Christmas, Coach right? Knight, that's, a, that's a Coach <laughs> Nyanism right there. Uh, Jeffrey Scott says, much better hustle effort. Yeah, that's, and I think that's the most important thing. It, it really is the Again, most Again, we're going back to the thing. Nobody expected Indiana to win this game at Illinois today. I didn't expect Indiana to play as well as they played at Illinois today, but they did. And this is good for them. This is good. The people watching the NCAA committee and whatnot, they, they watch this. Right. They want to see Indiana play well outside of Simon Scott Assembly Hall, and they did that today because the next two games they have are at home. They have a great opportunity to kind of solidify their resume as they finish out the season and get whatever the seed they end up with. Eight, nine, ten, right in that area, yeah. and we'll see. But uh, they, 
Other than winning the game, they probably did almost everything they could do besides the free throw situation. Yeah, I mean, the, the, you know, here, here's the here's what's disappointing is right now you're seeing teams at the end of the year, so you're seeing some teams that really need a win, and they're and they're making plays and they're getting those wins. And this is a game where Indiana could have not just solidified their position in the tournament, but they could have they could have shown the committee a lot more than than what they did. I mean, it just, I'm not really expressing that the right way, but there's teams across the country that needed wins this weekend that got them. And you mean like going you're, to Michigan not, and winning? Right, exactly. <laughs> well, they didn't need it, but boy. But, but, but you are, you know, there are teams out there, you know, Rhode Island. There's some teams that really need a win. Going to Maryland and winning? Right, North Carolina State. There's teams that are kind of on that bubble, last four in, first four out, whatever they are, and they're going and getting big wins. And the good part for Indiana, we have been saying this since the entire season started. Indiana had a very difficult two games at home, two games away, two games at home, two games away. It kept happening. They were the only team in the league that had four two-game road trips where there are two combined games on the road. And so they're through all of that now, and we've looked at these last two games all season long in saying, well, they'll win their last two games of the year. As long as they do that, a week from now, we'll all feel great about where they are heading into the Big Ten tournament. It's in Indianapolis. The crowd will be Indiana favored, and they're going to have a tough game. There's just no two ways about it. Unless you're one of the first literally three seeds, you're going to have a tough game in this first game. And so that means Maryland, Michigan State, and probably Illinois are going to be the three teams that sit there and, and – don't have the toughest first game. Everybody else, it's going to be a complete toss-up. It'll be hilarious to see what the lines are for not the Wednesday games, but the Thursday games in the Big Ten tournament. Because all of those seeds that are the what is it, five, five, twelve, four, elevens, all, all those seeds, all those games are going to be three-point lines or less. What is it, the twelve-five game that has the uh, magical in the NCAA tournament? Yeah, yeah the twelve-fives that have the crazy outcomes. All the twelves, the twelve win, wins, majority of the time, or yeah. something nuts. Uh, thanks a lot for joining us here. Of course, you're listening to After the Game with Todd Larry, brought to you by Indiana Sports Speed. Of course, live from Yogi's, brought to you by Best Beer Incorporated of Bloomington and Henry. Nethery Remax, of course, as well. Get your questions, comments in. Jeffrey Scott said, major flaw today was getting beat off the dribble. What do you think of that? I agree with you. I mean, there was a point in the first half where it seemed like every basket that, that Illinois got was off of driving the ball in the lane. And we talked about this, you know, a couple of games ago. Indiana's defense, um, it has struggled. When when teams are able to drive the ball in the lane, I, it, it – it, you hear, and people are going to hate to hear this, a lot of you, but you'll hear Dan Dockich all the time talk about when guys drive into the lane, bad things happen for the other team. And, and one thing that I will say here, we I said this on the show the other day, that if Indiana, remember I said if Indiana would make a point of driving the ball in the lane and every time they catch it trying to drive into the lane offensively and make good things happen, I really think that was a point of emphasis today because they were driving in the lane a bunch even with the Green Mile in there, they were still driving right up to him. Got a couple of fouls. Devontae Green even got an and one against him. Um, I thought Indiana driving the lane hurt Illinois just as bad as Illinois did. But Indiana defensively is supposed to be, I mean, I think they're supposed to be a little bit more pack line, better defensive team, and they weren't. And it's ironic because they've got such a massive middle there for, for the right. Illini. And Indiana has not done 
that's something they haven't done well this year is attacking the rim. Haven't done a lot of Haven't done enough of it. They didn't get to the free throw line enough today, and that's not just that. Trace Jackson Davis, who had a great first half, 10 points in that first half. Finished I think 12. he ended up with 12. Yep. Didn't uh, I think Only he still had 10 shots. points with eight. There was eight minutes left. He still had 10 points. Right. Not getting to the free throw line. Had 14. Enough. If he had 14, he'd have made those last two free throws. And if Indiana could have gotten to the free throw line yeah. a little more, it would have helped them. But, man, it, it you know, we've talked great. about this so many times, these close games, these free throws, and here's one where it definitely bit them. Sure. I mean, and you look at that's Indiana's bread and butter. I mean, that's where they were leading the nation at one point this season, both in free throw attempts and makes. But, but you know, if you look at the percentage, this is why I hate percentages. You can look at the percentage, Indiana shot 83% from the free throw line and that's great but they still made seven less than what Illinois made and so that's obviously a negative when you look at the free throw line when when, when that's one of the things you do best sure when you are the best team at getting to the line you got to maintain that and and it's been a long time since they've been that like they were that you know all pre pre big 10 long then they've just gradually dipped off they're probably not in the top half of the big 10 even anymore uh, Mark says fishing was bad, but if it's uh, it turnovers bad. at the end and a uh, bad deal to uh, blow chance on the road. But, yeah, it was. I mean, it, is, it is. All of that's true. And even, and even with the foul on Rob Finnessy, that's a legit foul, and there's no doubt about that. But you're not always going to get that sure. call on the road. And, again, you can't – sometimes you can't help it. But if you put the game in the hands of the officials at the end, it's not going to come out in your favor much of the time. I criticize and critique the officials as much as anyone. And and the officials, they blew a terrible miss on on the Al Durham three-pointer. There is no two ways about it. That's one, and I I said it a few minutes ago. Like, that official, in my opinion, should be reprimanded and suspended. Like, you cannot miss that call. It's, It's just, you can't miss it. But... Still, at the end of the day, Indiana had their opportunities. And, you know, if we went back and, and nitpicked every call up and down the floor all day long, it usually it comes close to evening out unless you're at Kentucky or Purdue. Miss Lee will be, they'll be looking forward to having an athlete on the floor next year. His shooting, they could have used that today. Speaking of shooting, they, they had some of that. Devontae tried to, to shoot him in there, but he didn't get enough. He didn't get as many minutes today as I expected, and especially toward the end when I thought they may need him in there, he wasn't on the floor. Well, he had he had a couple of bad possessions in a row. He had a turnover, and he missed a couple of, of easy ones and took a couple bad shots. And, and look, at the end of the game, when Indiana needed points, Devontae wasn't on the floor. And you know, I, I don't have a problem with that because I think taking care of the basketball was, was paramount at that point. But... But then Rob still turned it over, and it was just like it's it's unfortunate because you know Indiana put themselves in position to have a chance to win, and the two free throws by Trace Jackson Davis, you know I, I'm pretty confident that you know in his in his sophomore and junior years he won't miss those. That's his. That's the it's only like, hole in his game right now. It, is his, free really, it, 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 his free it's throws. It's a hole. His free throws and any any jump shot facing the basket. Like he's he's made like two all year long, and they were ugly. But, I mean, he needs a shot where he can face the basket and jump up and shoot a, shoot a jumper. Of course, I guess if he was hitting all of his free throws, he'd be an All-American right now. So you can't expect everything from a freshman. Uh, that's where we are in that deal. But as they do move forward, they he's got to hit these free throws because he's such sure. an integral part of the offense. And if the ball is going to run through him, he, if he's going to go to the line, he's, he's got to hit him because when you enter the tournament, games are going to be tight. All these games are going to be sure tight. Yeah. And, and mean, you've it, got to take advantage of scoring whenever you can. And look, it, the timing is unfortunate. You know, it's going to look like because he's a freshman, he missed him. He was two for two in the game heading into those two free throws. 
that's what makes it look that much worse and that much it's that much more difficult to swallow. I mean, you know, he's played good. He's had spurts in games where he where he made a bunch in a row or when he shot 14 for 15 one game and done that. But, you know, the free throws, you, you, you don't want to blame it on that. You don't want to put all the emphasis on that. But it was a big deal. I mean, there's no doubt about it. 13 seconds to go, you got two free throws with a chance to tie the game, and you miss them both. I mean, you really only need to make one of those at that point, and, and you're still in a position to foul and have a chance to tie the game. And, and you know, he obviously wasn't able to do it. And then he got his own rebound off a great tip. Tip out. I can't remember if, if uh, Jerome Hunter or uh, uh, Race Thompson tipped that out. One of those two guys, but I, I, I think it may have been Justin Smith. I think it might. Yeah, that's right. It might have been. Tip that ball. Great out. effort. Great, great, great job effort. Getting the rebound. I mean, how about Vinicius falls down? I mean, he's not done. He, he got tripped. He says, "Did he?" Got tripped by a defender. That's another call. I mean, that's another. Got call tripped by a defender. I mean, almost always. That any other time call. they call that. Okay, and people, I'm sorry. I didn't realize he got tripped. <laughs> he got tripped. Now <laughs> I am mad. He now got I am mad. He got tripped by the defender, yeah. Okay, now I'm pissed. Got tripped by the defender, lost the ball, and the, but the thing that got me is they call a timeout with an Illinois player who was not grabbing ball. He was standing to the side, yeah, that's and the referee so. points to him, legal. but the guy on the floor never had possession yeah, to me. Right. And that so part's questionable. I didn't was, know he got tripped. I changed, I changed my tune. Yeah, it was a little Now that referee needs suspect. to be banned for the season. There's another question on here that I almost ignored from Alan, not because it's not a good question, Alan, but just because I can tell you right now, I know he doesn't know. I don't know. He doesn't know. We've talked about it at, at nauseum. Why is Joey Brunk still starting? I don't know what Archie's doing, but whatever well, it is, here, that's what, what he's doing. This, and, and I could be wrong. We'll have Jimmy check this out and, and correct me if I'm wrong. But Joey Brunk did not start the second half, and I think that's the first half he has not started the entire season, if I'm not mistaken, because I know he started all the games. Oh, he didn't start the second he half? He didn't start the second half. And that's the first time that that's happened. And I want to say this. He came in with about 15 minutes to go in the second half and had a good four or five minutes. The bench might have worked a little bit. And and I hate to hate to point out the obvious here. Well, but you, I mean, he's a guy that you know is, is, is wants to try. He wants good, to he's hurt. He's going to give a good effort. He's going to – I'm not I, – I It's not always about good. effort. Sometimes it's just, just simply about ability. It's about your Some ability. people are yeah. just better. Look, he I mean, came in. He got a good basket in the second half when he came in. He got a good basket. But then we turn right back around. We go the other end of the floor, and he gives up an easy basket. And it just – it's I, – I mean, I'm not trying to pick on him. I don't know why he starts. Uh, Minute-wise, you know – this is the way I look at that. There was between Duran Davis and Joey Brunk. They played 16 minutes combined. Indiana loses by one. Those two guys combined have four points and zero rebounds. That's an important 16 minutes. That's not enough production out of those 16 minutes. And so, you know, if I'm looking at that, I would – I would have to factor that in. I mean, you gotta, you got to have some production and analytics. You look at that, and those guys, those two gigantic bodies that are in there have got to produce some rebounds. They got to, I mean, Indiana out-rebounded the 39-31 today. You give me that stat. And that's good against the Illinois it's team. It's good against that team. Against, isn't he the leading rebounder, or Coburn the leading rebounder in the conference? He's got the most double-doubles. I mean, I think you also saw the freshman of the year race come to an end today. Uh, not and not that Trace didn't play okay, but Kobe Coburn's just a beast. I'm Trace sorry. Trace had 12 12. He, he is a great he, day. He but, had a great day. But, but, right. but what stood out to you? What seemed to stand well, out? Well, I'll tell you what stands out to me is the fact that they won. And when you come down to it at the end of the year, winners. You know, uh, 
Kofi Coburn is going to have, right now he has seven Freshman of the Year awards, and Trey Jackson Davis has five. I mean, do the math. Pretty simple. He has he has more, and they won the head-to-head battle against each other. So, I mean, our uh, he's going to win. Intern Jimmy Sutton, give Todd some unique information, some stats while I reset here. You're listening to After the Game with... Man, he gave me one really good one. Give me yeah, some good ones. You're listening to After the Game with Todd Lear. Of course, we're coming to you live from Yogi's here in Bloomington, and it's brought to you by Best Beer Incorporated here in Bloomington and Henry Nethery Remax. Also, it's great to be on uh, the Hoosier.com Rivals today. Welcome in, all you guys. If you want to send in a comment or a question, you can do so on Facebook Live because we don't have it connected yet through Rivals. But you can also hit us on the, the text line on the phone, 812 812- 269-6367. That's 812-269-6367. Uh, hit us up on the text line. I was just wanting you to give him some good some information, but Todd's going to let you sit in and do it instead. But let's uh, turn to Jimmy Sutton. Uh, Jimmy, you're talking to everybody now. So what's yes, what's, the, what's the information, man? What, what's, what's the key to the key stat you got for me? I mean, the stat I was telling you guys about Devontae Green, the one that really stuck out to me is, so before he got that and one, when in late in the second half, before that, late the game missed, it was like a minute to go or so. He had missed twenty straight two point attempts. That's pretty amazing. And I think that's it. Just kind of shows it proves to the point of the fact of how much like his jumper means to his game. And if he didn't have a three point shot, he would not be the player that he is that we see every time. Absolutely. Todd talks about it all the time. He does not want to give up that. He Devontae Green is the best shooter on the team. Whether how good that is or not is irrelevant. He is the best shooter that they yeah, have. So, and best. you have to have that. And they're not going to need that going forward. I was a little surprised he wasn't in there toward the end of the game uh, when they could have used some long range shooting. I so, by that. I really sometimes don't understand some of the uh, rotations that are used, but uh, it's not me. To, and to like make Ty that call, out, too, it's, it came down to taking care of the ball, too. I mean, I believe Devontae has the most turnovers on the team, totally. But it might be out Durham, actually. But um, it comes down to taking care of the ball. And at the end, like Todd said, Archie knew that they couldn't afford turnovers at that point in the game. They had to get back into it. They had to tie it up. They had to do something. And that outweighed Devontae's three-point shooting ability. Good deal, man. Jimmy Sutton bringing yes, in the sir. stat of the day. It's a good stat. We'll get uh, former Hoosier Todd Leary back in here now in uh, Indiana. Again, we didn't expect them to win this game. Actually, they played a lot better than I expected them to play, especially after what we saw up in West Lafayette last week. But they, from just the, you from have the, low expectations, doesn't that's true. But from kidding. the get-go, they were in this game, we and so they didn't that. have to. The great thing is they didn't have to extend a lot, so much energy of coming back and losing leads, and it hey, was just here, a battle. What, it, it, when you looked at it at 59-53, and Illinois had the ball. Indiana's down six at that point. I don't. I mean, I, I was assuming at that point it was going to turn into a 12 to 15 point loss, and that's kind of the way games go. Like when you're a home team, when that happens in Indiana's at home, you're like, you ah. just kind of assume that's you know, you, it took you a while, you got your legs underneath you, and then at the end you made your free throws and you pulled away. That's generally what happens. And Indiana cut that out, came back, was able to make a couple shots defensively. I mean, holding Illinois to 67 points at home. At, at home, and when they shot the ball better than better than what I would give them credit for, generally. I mean, they had some guys making shots. That Felice guy, uh, Felice to me killed us. He had 15 points, six of 11 shooting. I mean, that doesn't sound great. It just seemed like all six of his baskets hurt, and they were, you know, they were timely. Uh, the three pointer by um, oh. What's his name? Desanmu. Oh. That three-pointer killed him. Like, Very that key. Was a, that was a big three-pointer. Big pointer. players make yeah. big shots, that and that a, was a big Indiana, shot. Indiana cut it to one. 
and he makes a three pointer. But then they come right, right back, back. To four. Yeah, I know. It was a big deal. It was a big deal. It's a good game. I mean, it was. It was great to see the fight. Great to see the moxie. Great to see them no quit. They they, they fought right to the end. I, you'd like to see them win and hit the free throws because they could have easily won this game. But at least they fought here's to a, the end. Here's a here was kind of the point I was making with this earlier was, you know, this is the closest. I mean, they lost by one. This is the closest loss they've had on the road. But the next closest was the Purdue game, which was by eight, which we know they were down by more yeah. than eight most of the game. Right. And beyond that... This was a true indication. Beyond that, they lost two games by nine, Ohio which State were and State. We too. know that they were not that close either. So my point is, at the end of this game, when they made the mistake, a true indication. had they played better earlier in the year and been in this scenario more times... They may not make those mistakes. Would have withstood that. You go through it, and that's those are the those are the things that you know. That's why when you go to Wisconsin and you lose, you're down thirty. I'm like, well, this is not only is it a really bad loss, it's a wasted game because you can gain nothing from it. Where when you look at you know going on the road and you have some tough battles and you got to make plays at the end. Once you've been through the war of a battle a few times, I mean, you're you're better off at the end. And I think Indiana had they had more close games earlier in the season, I think they would have been better off at the end. Alex thinks Rob needs to hit the weights. I mean, Rob Rob is as tough. I mean, I don't want to fight him. Look at him. <laughs> Linda, yep, he was tripped. Alex, uh, Al needs it. Uh, he says that again. Uh, Ed, dribble penetration kills this team. It, it does. It kills every team. It kills, it, it kills any defense. Dribble penetration kills any defense. That's why, I mean, you want to watch, you want to watch a team keep somebody out of the lane, watch Virginia. That's about the only team in the country that really focuses on no matter what. I don't care if they beat us from the outside or not. I mean, Purdue made 19 three-pointers or whatever and beat them. I mean, that's they're going to live with that, but they're not going to beat them inside the lane. And, and when Indiana lets teams get in the lane, bad things happen. The other team scores, and you foul everything. Everything that can go bad happens. Yeah, and, and, and you don't get those calls at the end like they didn't get today, and yet even with that – until the last no call, but they were in it up until that point. And 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 again, how'd you hit your own free throws? You don't have to worry about sure. that. The Illinois is on the other line sure. of that. So yeah, especially you're you're gonna fans are gonna complain about it, and rightfully so. I Did mean, he really it's get a, tripped? Did he really? Oh, he got tripped. Gosh, that's pissing me off. Well, no, I, when I say got tripped, it wasn't like uh, an if he get tangled up. I don't give I, the I, defender this, tripped. This is a this is just a natural thing across the country. It, it, I can't a, believe they a, didn't call it. It's it a real a thing. Solid. If you if your feet get tangled up, it always is a defensive foul, no matter what. It's I hate the fact, but and that's just the, the way tangle it is. caused a loose ball. It, oh, it caused a it caused a turnover basically. In oh essence. man! See, you shouldn't have shown him that. He just showed him the clip. He should not have shown him the clip because now he's seen it. Show me who the official is. I'm calling. He's talking. We're talking about the clip at the very end where Rob gets tripped, tangled, Dang. loses the ball, and turns the ball over. Now you've seen it. See, then, then the, on top of that, you've got the no call, the, the, no three, call point. the three point, all within a that ten was, second. That span. was a for sure win. But I mean, you know. Like, See, now we've turned the whole show around now. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm losing my mind all of a sudden. Right now I'm officially starting to type my letter to the Big Ten commissioner right now because those are those are calls that cannot be missed. Like that, I mean, you know, here's the difference. Right, tripping is a foul. Like that is an actual call. Like their officials have a, sil- a signal for it, which means it's a legit thing, and you cannot trip a player. And that's uh, that's two free throws. That is two guaranteed free throws. That really pisses me off. Well, not only that, if you go back and watch the replay of where they give them the timeout, and what I've said that yeah, the ref point he points to the, uh, the guy that was not on the ball, 
But the player with the ball never had control. It was on his right. My anxiety meter is, is. He had it pinned with one hand. Than it was because so my anxiety you're, meter is. You're really going to be upset when I'm we see that too. Because it, it didn't. Yeah, Tom, that's what I'm at. The same thing. How do you get a timeout when opposing players has to handle the ball? Uh, Mark says should have been a jump ball. Yeah, exactly, it should have been at worst case. But uh, but you don't get that, and so it sucked and it was bad back to back. But you don't get that, and it's on the road, and you got to fight through that. And again, that's where a, a, another coach will say, hit your damn free throws, right, you and you don't put yourself in that position. Yeah, here's the thing: if the free throws are made, the other stuff doesn't happen. <laughs> the other stuff is not an issue. Like he doesn't get tripped because Indiana doesn't get the rebound, and he doesn't get the ball back. So. Yes, all, all that could have been avoided, but but that doesn't make me feel a lot better about and, it. And I, I know that there was an issue that Coach Miller was upset about something. They were trying to want to run a play because we heard him saying he was, was totally in the right. I, I don't know. I, I didn't see what happened. And Ed's asking, was there a play call for, for Durham with 21 It doesn't seconds matter left. whether there's a play called or not. There was no sense of urgency. If you saw every single player on Indiana's team, there was 25 seconds to go, and Indiana basically – somewhat jogged the ball across half court and stopped and stood there. And at that point, your hair's on fire at the other end of the court. Guys are setting screens for you. Al Durham should have been flying off that screen. The same one he got fouled on a minute ago because here's the issue. They missed that call, and they know they missed that call. Okay, Remember they had to review it, whether it was touched by somebody? They can't change the call at that point, but they see the fact that he probably got fouled. You don't miss a, a shot that much. So if you run that same play and anyone breathes on you, they're going to call the foul. If you Anyone that doesn't think makeup calls aren't a thing has not watched enough basketball because <laughs> makeup calls are a legit thing, and they know they missed that call. So Al should have come burning off that screen exactly the same way it was set up. The screeners were there, and Al was lollygagging down in the corner. And I, when you saw Archie Miller, like you saw how fast he came out on the floor. He'd have been coming off of that screen. Like, he was fired up, ready ready to – he didn't understand why we didn't have that urgency. You and I have talked a bunch about this team doesn't have an overall sense of urgency. That's a situation at the end of that game. You've got a great opportunity to come down and run a play and, and be ahead, be tied or ahead, and you're kind of standing waiting on something to happen. And I don't care if you're a sophomore in high school, you know that. So why sure. is why do these guys not know that? I and don't get this. Here's my here's what here's why I think Archie was so fired up because he had Devonte Green on the bench. He kind of was saying, "Come on, Al, show me that you can do it at the end of the game. Come on, Rob, come on, somebody make a play. Somebody for step me. up. Somebody step up and make a play for me. If I'm gonna have to put Devonte on the bench, and I'm not saying he doesn't like Devonte. I'm saying Devonte had made some mistakes." And and took taking some bad shots, and you want you want to have more than it's one time guy for somebody to, to step up. It is it's time for That's somebody else Al to step up. Should coming down the floor. I can tell you this. I mean, I'll be Bill Walton for a minute. I'll go back and talk about my days. Every <laughs> player on my team, the issue on my team would have been who was going to set the screen because every one of us would have wanted to be the guy running off there to take the shot. And that's just the difference. I, like Al, I think Archie Miller was like, "Why am I having to call a timeout to tell you what to do?" Like. You, you've done this since, like you said, since you were a sophomore in high school. You know what to do. The screener is there. Run off of it and get the ball. And the big question is, why is that the right, case? Right. Why are they having to do that? Because I mean, Especially because with three games to play in the season. A part of it is what I said earlier. They've not been in this circumstance on the road. They've been blown out too many times. They've not gone through this. How? I mean, we've not – how many times at the end of a game, even their home games, most of them they've won by – 
you know, at Maryland game they lost at home on one they shouldn't have really lost. Um, I mean, other than that, we really haven't had that many close games. We've not been in that scenario that many times. They just they seem to kind of keep reaching situations that they're not prepared for. Well, they're new situations because they got blown out so many freaking times on the road. That's why, that's why I get so mad in, in a game like Purdue. What did Indiana learn from a game in Purdue? Absolutely nothing. They played so bad, there was no scenario they put themselves in where you're like, okay, well, they won't do that the next time. What they, the, Nothing they did was good. In this game, you could at least say, okay, well, we know. I, I doubt that Trace Jackson Davis will miss both free throws in the last 13 seconds the next time he's in that case. I doubt that Rob will put himself in a position to have a turnover if that comes up again. So, in this case, you could say they learned some things, and they can learn from some situations. Most of their other losses, you can't say that about. Jeffrey Scott says, my thought is uh, never have Devontae at the point. Just not his strength. I totally agree with you. He's uh, not a point guard. It's not Devontae's fault. To happen. Yeah, that's I, not Devontae's fault. Devontae's not a point guard. That Purdue game when he played point guard so much should have never happened. Like he, he he is not a point guard. I've been saying this all year long. We want Devontae to shoot as bad as shots as he can possibly throw up there because those are the ones he makes. Tyler says, I can't wait uh, for the day we can finally win on the road. It's just been so long since we could win. Well, lucky we don't have any more road games. We don't have <laughs> we have zero road games for the rest of the year. Except for the Big Ten Tournament. Well, those are Not neutral. Not a road game. Uh, neutral. Hey, we're 2-0 and oh in neutral site games. Tommy says, because uh, Green always uh, one-hand uh, one floater. I can't read that. Bill Evans, all the best free throw shooters. All. What? Al is the best free throw shooter. So in my eyes... The best free throw shooter needs to look to shoot more often. It's not just it was, you're not drawing fouls shooting much. It's getting to the rim now. You're going to draw. Yeah, he drew a foul on a three point. <laughs> well, he, yeah, he did. Or was that Rob? Was that? No, it was Al. Left handed shot. Remember, oh, left handed shot was Al. But generally, you're not going to draw a shot there. But but yeah, I mean, I agree. I, I like to see him drive a little bit more. They have been doing that, that a little bit that's more. That's the that's the key. What you said is the key. What remember I said it earlier in the week in the game they lost at Purdue. Indiana needs to. Make a point of driving into the lane repeatedly. I'll tell you, Armand Franklin, I don't know how many minutes. Armand Franklin played five minutes in this game. Armand Franklin had a gigantic play in driving into the middle of the lane. The defense collapsed. He kicked it out, and we made a three-pointer. That is, that is I don't even know. Nope, he doesn't even get a stat. He, it might have been the second pass after him. He doesn't, even, he doesn't even register anything on that, but he made a huge play. I remember the play, and he only played five minutes. Matthew didn't like the ball control. Terry Joe, thank you for positive. The positives go out of you. Go strong and grow. There you go. Uh, Terry Joe must not be listening to me talk about the officials now because now I'm pissed. Terry Jean says, go Hoosiers. Tim, I watch this game and dream of Lander and Trace Jackson Davis working out on the pick and roll. You're going to see a lot of faces in there next year. Not just Trace Jackson. There's some a lot of good a lot of good players coming in. Nothing to do with this game, but... Uh, you got Trey Jackson Davis with some young talent like Christian Lander, like Anthony Lee, you know, Trey Galloway. And, and here's why I'm going to entertain that. Here's why I'll entertain that comment for a minute. Because, you know, I, I, I'm not going to disrespect the guys that we have here now by being that way about it. But I will say this. When when you watch Kentucky play, okay, I watch Kentucky's a team that's 24-5 and five right now. When they're – they have a three-headed monster at point – at guard. They have three guards that all – not not one of them can shoot a lick. Like, they can't make it through. Uh, left-handed today, I could beat them all in a game of horse. Guaranteed <laughs> fact. From the three-point line. But 
they're all really good guards, and they all get to the rim. They all get in the lane. They drive in, and they make their free throws. You know Kentucky shoots 80% as a they lead the nation in free throw shooting. Wow. 80% from the free throw line, and it's all their guards. So here's why I'll entertain. And their the guards comment. are all young. These here's guys are all freshmen and sophomores. The comment that someone makes about that is because our guards have to contribute. That's the one thing I wanted to see today. Rob contributed. Rob played good. Al played good. Devontae played good. We, If any of those guys play remotely close to that against Purdue, we win. And it's that simple. Our guards have to contribute and play well. The only difference between Kentucky and Indiana is the three guards. And they don't play better defense. They're not taller. They're not more athletic. They don't shoot better. Nothing is any different. Now they play in a crap conference, but they're a good team when their guards play well. And, and I think you can say that about a lot of teams. I'm just using Kentucky as an example because I hate them and I watch them all the time and I want them to be bad, but they're not. And it's their guards that contribute. I'm a, I was a guard. You'll hear Bill Walton talk about guards are terrible. They're the worst <laughs> part of the game and all that. But if you don't have good guards, you see how bad Indiana can look in a game like Purdue. Ask him who got him the ball most of his career. He knows better. Yeah, he's just playing. He knows better. Uh, Tim says not enough touches, touches for Trace Jackson Davis. Don't disagree. Yeah, that really went away there in that second half for it a did. long he time. He only shot the ball nine times. Trace, Trace. okay, but, but here's what I'll say. Not enough touches. I'm going to say I'm going to say part of that is Trace's fault and part of that is the guard's fault. I know for a fact there was a couple times I I threw my orange slice a minute ago when Al did not throw the ball inside to Trace. We had run a play, it came out perfectly, and we had an easy dump into Trace Jackson Davis. And for some unknown reason, he just passed the ball back out front. I don't understand how that's the case. Anytime Trace is open, he should get it. Good things happen when that's the case, but. Trace also wasn't open 20 times and we didn't get him the ball. Like, he's got to be able to do some more things. And until he figures out a way to catch the ball 15 feet away and still be able to score, he's only going to have nine shots. I mean, he touched the ball more than that because he shot four free throws. Yeah, that's not a lot more. So, I mean, he didn't have an enormous amount of touches today. I, I, I noticed it during the game. I agree with all of that. Part of that's on the guards. Part of that's on Trace. Uh, Paul says, do we need to win both game, both home games to get in? No. They need to win both, but not to get in. If they lost one, it's not going to keep them out of the tournament, but it would sure knock them to the bottom of whatever seed they would get. Yeah. But it, would, it, would be a, it would be worse. Case. It would be as bad as you can get and still get in. I think they'd have to lose both home games and the Big Ten game, tournament game it, to, to was, fall out of the If they tournament. lost all three I think they of could the fall remaining out. games, it would depend. they would then put themselves in a scenario Bubble. of – depending on what happens in other tournaments. Ben if Steelers. they can win any of those games, they'll be in. They yeah. might not like where they're in, but they'll be in. Bradley says, disappointing loss. Last couple of possessions cost us the game. Agree with that. Yeah, they let it get away. Uh, let's see, Brian. Don't understand that one. So, guys, your, your comments are a little off there. So, <laughs> <laughs> They fought. We fell short. He's happy. That's Allen. He's still the same loser fan he was this morning, Allen down at Birdside. That's that, and that is basically how you should look at this particular game, especially this you know, is the course what, of a long season. And, and this is what, you know, this is the scenario when I see Indiana fans getting really ticked off and pissed. They're, and they shouldn't they're be. They're not going to be in a game like this, okay? If they're ticked off and pissed at this game, it's going to be at the officials. Now, does that mean 
there weren't a ton of other plays that could have been made by the players. Sure, there were, but they showed effort. They competed. They made plays. They made some shots. They defended. And they, they were in a position to win. They were in a position. To, there was there was a lot of things that came out of this game that you can, can feel good about. Where Indiana fans start saying this player sucks and should be on the floor and this guy should do that and all he does is turn it over and all that is when they play like they did at Purdue or Penn State or Ohio State or Maryland or Wisconsin or any of those places you lose by 15 to 30 points, you're never in the game. Like, this is what I try to explain to people all the time is a 15-point loss is, is when you're when you're on the losing end of a 15-point loss, it's an ass-kicking. Like, you don't even feel like you're in the game. Like, not even close. An eight-point game, you feel like the other team probably controlled the game most of the game or whatever. And, and so that's why I'm saying, like, in a lot of these losses, Indiana fans are pissed, and 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 because over the years we've not had to deal with that, and and we don't deal with it well. We do get mad at players when it doesn't look like we start. I don't think we'll hear one person in this game, fan fans that get ticked off. I don't think we'll hear any of them say, "We don't try hard. Our effort sucks. We don't." You know, I, I don't think they'll be picking on individual people. Right, not in this game, because. They, they did give effort. They put themselves in a position to win. Yep. Now, whose fault is it when they don't do that? It's theirs. That's why I don't freak out totally when people lose that because there shouldn't be too many times in a season you lose by 15-plus points. Right. Like, I mean, I lost a game you by You should be 50. competitive in every game. I lost game. a game by 50 one time to Minnesota, Minnesota and, and that's kind of the anomaly. Other than that, outside of my freshman year when we, were, we had eight freshmen on the team or whatever, Outside of that year, we probably didn't lose another game. We probably didn't lose any games by more than 10 or 12. Like, never. Being competitive. Never. Pride is part of that. Pride is bit. part of that. Uh, you guys, make sure you, the next, after the game, of course, coming to, was it? Are we Wednesday. Back? Wednesday. Wednesday. Switch back to Wednesday. Seven. Home game is Indiana hosts uh, the Minnesota Golden Gophers, their second to last game of the season before they host Wisconsin this weekend. We back on Saturday. Yep. After Saturday yep. again. Saturday so, is a two o'clock game. I believe. So back then on Saturday, of course, back on Monday morning, uh, Indiana Sports Beat, of course, Christian Lander, exclusive uh, with him tomorrow on the show. Make sure you tune in for that. Uh, you can catch that here, or you can also after that you can catch it here on the the, the rivals, the the Hoosier.com. So uh, we appreciate being on their platform again today. Look forward to joining them here on Rivals, thehoosier.com as well. Thanks a lot for all you guys joining us there. And, of course, everyone else joining us here on Facebook Live, Indiana Sports Beat, coming back tomorrow at 9. And then after the game, in, like we said, on Wednesday. So looking forward to that, man. But uh, the season is coming to a close. Indiana's got two home games to close this out. They should hopefully can take this positive play today where they did give the effort, didn't do everything, didn't give the complete game where they would have won, obviously, but keep moving forward to getting to that level. Yep. I mean, this is this is one you don't we don't have to freak out about. There's a lot of good things and opportunities. And, hey, if they're in that position again, I'm going to feel better about the fact that we've been through it. We knew some, some things we could have done differently. We could have made some plays at the end. We could have made our free throws. I feel like in the next game we'll we'll be a little bit more seasoned veterans and, and make those plays and do that. And we're at the right time. Look, we can't talk about road games anymore. We got no more road games for the rest of the year. They're all neutral. They're all home or neutral. Don't have to worry games. about it anymore. Nope. So let's throw that stat out the window. And now we can all look. We're undefeated on the road. We're undefeated <laughs> in neutral site games. So I'm kind of I'm kind of setting the bar pretty high right now. We're going to win the Big Ten tournament. 
and possibly the NCAA tournament. And that starts soon, man. Uh, Big Ten tournament, well, just a couple couple of weeks away. It's this the NCAA tournament is about ready. It's it's almost Christmas time. I can't wait. Looking forward to it. Make sure you tune in tomorrow. Like I said, Christian Lander and Don Fisher, the voice of the Hoosiers, on Indiana Sports Beat tomorrow. But until then, for Todd Larry from Yogi's, I am Jim Coyle, and I will see you on the radio. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.